Amen. Amen. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Fall fresh on me. Mold me, make me, and God keep me. God, we thank you for this word and song. Now, God, I ask that you bless as we go through the word in scripture. And a sermon is provided. God, we thank you. We, uh, we bless your name. Give your name glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Verses 16 and 17 in the Message Bible uh, comes up saying, but Jesus shot back, you frauds. Each Sabbath, every one of you regularly unties your cow or your donkey from its stall and it leads it to water and you think nothing of it. Well, why isn't it all right for me to untie the daughter of Abraham and head her from the stall where Satan has had her tied for 18 years. When he put it that way, his critics were looking quite silly. But the congregation was delighted and they cheered him on. Pastor I, let me be transparent for just a moment. This week, again, my back was killing me. It hurt every day. This week, like I told you last week, it hurt starting from when I woke up in the morning, got to get my day going, uh, and uh, didn't seem to get better until after I'd eaten a meal many days and, uh, or I got a little energy, or I took some pain medicine. I know some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And don't, don't get squeamish because uh, I also routinely called on Pastor I more than once uh, last week uh, and asked her to put some pain-reducing medicine on my back. Yes, her hands did do wonders and it felt good and I ended up uh, reducing some of the pain. But let me be just a little bit more transparent. I even took it a step further. Listening to my son, I went to a chiropractor uh, who provided some relief. I was not just seeking temporary relief, but I wanted a plan for permanent relief. How many of y'all know about permanent relief? So I, as I thought about this series, I began to reconsider the text as it talks about the woman who needed real relief from her pain. She needed real relief from her agony and her issues. Yeah. How many of you have needed real relief, especially in your issues? Uh, you can go on and, and, and uh, be transparent because ain't nobody there but yourself right now. So you can be transparent to yourself. And so as we go into this first installment of our Work It Out, uh, this final installment of our Work It Out Jesus series, I want to remind you that this is a story of a miserable woman. 
whom I can commiserate with. Why are you saying this, Pastor Keith? Well, I told you about my back pain so I can commiserate with her because I can empathize based on my condition. Mm -hmm. it, it pales in comparison, by the way, uh, to this woman who could not straighten up no matter how hard she tried. Can you imagine looking at the ground, double bent over, held in place, and you can't look up straight because you are just in a spirit of infirmity. And my pain was not able to compare to the affliction that this woman had. But not only could I empathize with her condition, but I can sympathize also because of my condition. But, but let me concentrate on why all this is important to me. Because when you need deliverance, when you need healing, well, and when you need to be made whole, you need Jesus to work it out for you. I, I hope I got some witnesses out there that when you are hurting, you need a God that can fix it whenever you need it. So I, I want to speak to you from our our subtitle. You know, we had subtitles each week. We told you to look at God one week. We told you that Christ was on duty another week. Now we're going to tell you that God is, or Jesus is, more than enough. I hope you all know what more than enough means. I hope you have had enough of, of the what this spirit of infirmity has done to your life what it has done to you physically or what it has done to you mentally or what it means to need a God mm -hmm. who is more than enough in, in this situation. Now, I don't know about you today, but I'm so happy that I have a God who knows me and it, it is more than enough in any situation that I have. And so in part number three of this summary of all of the the sermons we've done, we're highlighting uh, in a kind of a roundabout way, verses 16 and 17. But let me just go back a minute. You see, the word infirmity, asthenia in the Greek, indicates that people, especially the woman in our text, was doubled down. That meant she was bent over and stuck in place. Couldn't straighten up. She was feeble. She lacked strength and she was disabled. I know some of you have had times when you have been stuck in place, bent over in, by, and by life's conditions. And it seems like there is not enough healing to go around. Or that your healing took way too long in your mind. Like some of us who are waiting on the coronavirus vaccine today. And in the case of this woman, demonic oppression. But that is when the devil intentionally afflicts you with illness. Had kept her sick and helpless. Mm -hmm. 
for 18 years. Not 18 minutes, not 18 uh, hours, but 18 whole years of 365 days. I don't have my calculator. And back in the day, I would be able to multiply all those out and tell you how many days it was. But right now, I don't have that. But imagine 18 years. And she was a churchgoer. Oh, yeah, it happens to church-going folk. Uh, she was a believer at that. But the Bible records that she was bound by the spirit of sickness and affliction. And it was sent from Satan. And he did it to her for 18 years. Because, see, she was in the synagogue. She was in church. But he came to get her. Some say that when you go to church, that don't mean that the devil ain't there. He will beat you there sometimes. And not only that, but the demonic oppression kept her bent over until Jesus healed her on the Sabbath. Now, Jesus had proved that he was more than enough for her condition. So I just want to ask you a question real quick. Is there anybody out there who has ever felt like Jesus proved that he was more than enough in your situation? When you needed him and he decided to heal you, didn't he prove more than enough of what you needed him to be? Oh, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. But you go on and testify to yourself. Go ahead. I know you got it in you. And because if you're true to the word and you know what God has done, you can say thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah. To yourself. Yeah. You, you know, when, when things look hopeless and you feel uh, helpless and, and because you can't change the situation uh, or the trajectory uh, you are on, you, you, you had the feeling that you were on your own and you couldn't do a thing about it. And then you feel like Jesus met you right where you oh, were. You know, like this song says, Reverend Veronica used to sing a lot of the time, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, you are more than enough for me. Y'all remember that? Jehovah Rapha, my healer, you by your stripes I've been set free. Jehovah Shama, oh, you are with me and, and to supply all, not some, but all of my needs because you're more than enough for me. So when Jesus said, woman, thou art loose, in verse number 12 of the text, she knew she was delivered. Hallelujah. She knew she was free at last. Thank God Almighty, she was free at last. She knew that Jesus had been more than enough in her situation. So let me tell you something about this story as it pertains to us. Satan does not want you or me or anybody to be loosed. My God. He does not want us to be loosed. Mm -hmm. He wants us bound by his lies. He, he wants us bound by his untruths. And he wants us to never be healed in our circumstances. I hope somebody is hearing me right now. Mm -hmm. Let me give you some examples. If you don't have money to tithe, uh, and here go uh, Burrell, Denise Burrell talking. Uh, you know, she was talking about the tithing. I would tell you that Satan would say, if you don't have money to tithe, 
Nevertheless, uh, the preacher is out to try to get all your money. Oh, mm. uh, yeah, y'all know you've heard it. Uh, and if the IRS said give me the money, nothing is said. I just thought I'd bring that up. By the way, the IRS is, as she mentioned, sending out some stimulus money. For, for some people, this is check number three coming. And a 10% tithe of free money donated to God's kingdom is not much to ask for when God's continuous blessings on our lives. I, I, don't you think? Don't you think I'm telling the truth? If not, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, but here's another example. When Satan don't want you to be loose. If Satan binds you up in affliction and is in our text today, he, he will tell you that you can't get well. And, and let me tell you something. You can be well no matter what. Uh, you know, we can be well this side or the next side. Well. And so here's one more example. Satan not wanting you to be loose. Because mm -hmm. he hears, if he hears you say God is a way maker, mm -hmm. he'll try to counteract it with, are you kidding? Mm. Mm. And, and other questions like, what has God done for me lately will come to mind. That is his spirit of infirmity. That's what Satan will do for us. But let me remind you at, at this point, verse 12, he said he called Jesus, called the woman to him. And guess what? Jesus worked it out. Mm -hmm. The God of more than enough, he gave more than enough and he worked it out. More than enough, with more than enough power, with more than enough what she needed to help her to live a more than enough pain-free life. That's a mouthful for us right now, people of God. Because we need to heed and accept God's call by listening to the call that, and being obedient. So let me tell you, obedience always brings about blessing. Mm. Mm. Obedience yes. always yes. brings about blessing. This woman was blessed beyond her wildest dreams because she accepted her call uh, from God. And once again, Jesus worked it out like he did last week's exegesis on the text. Uh, no fanfare, no nudging. No pomp and no circumstance, mm -hmm. no drum roll, as Pastor I said last week, uh, just a pure, unadulterated blessing. Uh, he told us that, that he was more than enough, and because of that, all of us can be blessed. So let me just go to another point real quick. God laid his hands on her, mm -hmm. and there's nothing like God's healing hands. Ooh. Let me tell you a quick story. It's a true story about a man named Maurice who lives or lived in Virginia. I'm not sure which right now. One day he says he felt strange in his head and he had, uh, he, he had sparks coming all through his head. Mm. And he was totally out of control, he says. He screamed and then he fell to the floor. Mm -hmm. His wife came in and, and hurry up and made sure that they ushered him to the hospital, and he was en route as he cried out to God. He said, God, you got to help me. 
and he pulled out the, uh, he called out to God, and, and he knew that God was more than enough. And he went through a CT scan, and, and he said that while the technician was injecting an image of dye, imaging dye, into his brain, he felt something change. He said that the dye went in, and began, he began to say to himself, hey, I'm coming back. And he felt himself getting whole again. Maurice knew he was being healed. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a die. Mm. But it was the more than enough <laughs> Jesus. Yes, yes, the yes. healing hands of Jesus. Mm. Uh, he was having a stroke. And I can attest because I, four years ago, went through such a thing. But I will hear, am here to tell you right now that it didn't last long, and that the healing hands of Jesus mm -hmm. were more than enough for me. Came out with no deficits and then nothing residual from it. No where, no how. And so that's what Jesus would do. But, but here's the blessing in this story. Not only did God heal Maurice's situation, mm -hmm. but the God of more than enough poured out more than enough. Blessing other folks who are around him. Sometimes you are blessed to be a blessing My to God. somebody else. That's right. And as Maurice told her about his healing, his nurse who had a troubled heart because she was mad with God because she had lost her father sometime previously, she got healed as well because Maurice showed her what was going on. He, he showed her how there's a God that can heal more than enough. Maurice also began to, to share his story with her and telling her that she needed to remove the anger because God was the God of more than enough. And, and there's no need to doubt a God that can heal your situation mm -hmm. like that. And so I just say, won't he do it? Won't he heal you? Yeah. I'm a living yeah. witness yeah. that four years plus ago, I have had not a, 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 an a ounce of symptoms from stroke since then. Stayed in the hospital only overnight, and God sent me home. And so I can relate because that similar thing that I had. And so I say, I praise God. Mm -hmm. Like in the text after Jesus laid his hands on her. Yeah. In other words, though the woman was shackled with a heavy burden, beneath a load of guilt and shame, mm -hmm. and we add the word pain, then the hands of Jesus, hallelujah, touched her, and she was no longer the same. Yes, yes, he yes. touched her, he touched her, uh -huh. and all the joy that flooded her soul. I, I like Maurice's soul and the nurse's soul and my soul and I hopefully your soul because something happened. Now we know, now we know he touched us and, and he made us whole. He made us whole. But here's what I like also in this more than enough message where Jesus was working out. After he touched us, Minister Swan, she straightened up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how did she do it? Immediately. Uh, 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 she, 
Her perspectives changed, Pastor I. And when did they change? Immediately. Mm. Hallelujah. Her countenance changed. And when did it change? It changed immediately. I want somebody out there to know that he is a right now God. He is an on time God. Yes, he is. He, he is more than enough to for all of our issues. You don't have to always wait for God to bless us because often he will bless you right before your eyes. That is, he will bless you immediately. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. And so as I go back into verse mm. 16, uh -huh. Jesus says, and I paraphrase, just think about it. Here's a daughter of Israel. Mm -hmm. Abraham's heir. Yeah. Here she is, a woman that has been doubled over in her situation for over 18 years by Satan. So I just want to know, want you to want to know why I should not heal her on the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. You see, the Pharisees had become traditionalistic. <laughs> they yeah. were traditional in their thinking. And uh -huh. they, didn't fit the mold, uh, then it was something wrong with it. Here they were looking at the one who created the Sabbath, the one who did everything that was necessary for them to, to, to go and worship on the Sabbath, but they're going to try to hold him down. And they let Satan cripple their work for the kingdom. Have you ever allowed Satan to cripple you in your ministry. You got ministry in you, and sometimes you hold it back because you're allowing Satan to cripple you. But let me give you another point. Through it all, we've got to give God the glory. See, he, he, he will heal. He will touch, and he will deliver. But whatever the problems are, God can always solve them, but then in the middle of all that, we've always got to give God the glory. You see, it was interesting that despite this woman's circumstances, she was still able to worship God. She was already in church every, every time she could get an opportunity, and she didn't mind waiting because she had already waited for 18 years in her condition. People of God, we must praise him in the middle of the mess, in the middle of the situation. We must praise him because he's more than enough. And he tells us that he is the Lord of all. So I ran across a story uh, which is called uh, I Wish You Enough. Mm -hmm. And there was a man at the airport, yeah. and his father, he was a father, and his daughter uh, were talking in the last minutes before her departure on the plane. And the father said to the daughter, whom I'll call Jim, I, I, I wish you, I love you, and I wish you enough. And so she said, Daddy, our life together has been more than enough, and your love is all I ever needed. I wish you enough too, Daddy. And so they kissed and each other said, I wish you enough 
And the man walked on off to the window to watch as the plane got ready to leave and he was feeling the need to cry. So another man walked over to him who had overheard the conversation. And because this man knew uh, he was afflicted with a condition that would probably make it so he would never see his daughter again. That when she saw him the next time, it might be at his funeral. So he began to, to get really upset. So the other man asked him, why did he wish him, wish, wish her uh, enough? And Jim said that the statement was handed down through his family for generations. He said, I wish you enough was their way of saying that the, that the person that they wished it on, they were taking a life in that's filled with enough good things mm -hmm. to sustain them. He said, I wish you enough, son, to keep your attitude right. You know, these are all the points that were in there underlining this. I wish you enough to rain, have rain to appreciate the sun more. Mm -hmm. I wish you enough happiness to keep your spirit alive. I wish you enough pain so that the smallest joys in life appear much bigger. Mm -hmm. I wish you enough gain to satisfy your wanting. I wish you enough loss to appreciate all that you possess. And I wish you enough hellos to get the final goodbye. Let me tell you some of the people of God, God wishes us enough. And, and he wants us to know that he's more than enough for us to hope that you are receiving the message from that story today. So as we, we get ready to close this message, we just came to tell you in this series that Jesus can and will work it out, that he was uh, Christ on duty, that he all we have to do is look at God and that we have to accept that God is more than enough. We came to tell you to receive your blessing because in a, since he's more than enough, you know, and he will fix it, we always limit things. But let me tell you what God says to our limited things. You say it's impossible, but God says all things are possible. You say, I'm too tired, but God says, I will give you rest. You say, nobody loves me, but in John 3, 16, he says, I love you. Uh, and I gave my only son because I love you so well. You, you, you say, I can't go on, but God says uh, he's working it out because my grace is sufficient. When you say, I can't figure it out. Uh, he will say, I will direct your steps. You say, I can't do it. And he'll say, oh, but you can do all things from Philippians 4 and 13. He says, you say, 
I, I, I'm not able, God. I'm just not able. But I, but God tells us, I am able. You say it's not worth it. And he says, it will be worth it because all things work together for the good of them who love and serve the Lord. All right, well, you, you've had a few of these and you say, uh, uh, but I can't manage. And he said, but I will supply all your needs. You say, I can't forgive myself. And he said, but I forgive you. So everything is all right. He said, you say, I'm afraid. And God says, but I have not given you a spirit of fear. You say, I'm always worried and frustrated. And God says, cast all your cares on me. You say, I feel alone. And God tells us that he will never leave us or forsake us. And then you say, I'm sick. And God says, by my stripes, you are healed. Because he's more than enough. He's more than enough for our problem. He's more than enough for our burden. He's more than enough for our situation. And Jesus will fix it no matter what the situation is, if you believe. If you trust, if you lean on him, if you know that he is Lord of all. And so after Jesus had humiliated the Pharisees, then all the people rejoiced. We hope that you will rejoice in the end of this whole series that we try to bring things to your remembrance so that you would know that after 18 years, God can still do some things that will be more than enough for you. He will bless you. He will keep you. He will fix it because Jesus can do it. We say, fix it, Lord. Fix it, Jesus. This is work it out, Jesus' time. No matter what you're going through, we tell you, let Jesus work it out for you. And this is the end of my sermon, and I hope that you have received what God has intended for you to understand and grasp this morning. Amen and amen.